It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us from Las Vegas from the Pac-12 tournament, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Jim, good morning. Live to uh, play another day to the Buffaloes. Absolutely. Well, uh, my understanding was the big, uh, before we talk about the game, there was the big Learfield party last night because Brian Roth was telling us about this. Uh, Brian, it says he's no longer that that young, wild, uh, out on the you know, out on the town kind of guy when he's in Las Vegas. Uh, but I said if uh, he reverted to form, that that you would help get him home back to his get back to his hotel room. Uh, did, well, first, did, first I'd have to know about the party. Oh, really? I guess there was some lyric. That's what that okay. Oh, what? Whoa, 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 because because yeah. that's oh, yeah. look, look what you stumbled upon. Whoa, there, yeah, I uh, I knew nothing about that, so uh, that must mean that Brian Roth is just uh, kind of a. Well, should we say a much more valuable component for Learfield wow. than I am? Because I had no idea about that. Did, did he not say it was a Learfield? He party? said it was the Learfield Radio get together with yeah. an open bar. Yeah, we well, said that. that, that hey, might have, that might have been. Uh, now he's doing the Mountain West deal. That might have been a, a CSU thing. But okay. the, uh, the Colorado uh, Learfield group did not put anything together here in, in Vegas. So, okay. Well, we don't. Want I, to... Well, listen. What we're, you're just see. You're, you're learning what a just. A, a small, unimportant piece I am in this entire thing. I just do my job, keep my head down, and, and I don't run in those same uh, you know high level uh, celebrity circles that Brian does. Well, I, I beg to yeah, differ. I, I, I really beg to differ, I Mark, would, on yeah. that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I I don't I didn't want to you know stir up a hornet's nest here. That uh, no 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 no. Okay, well, well, well good. I've well. accepted I've accepted my place in life. I know exactly <laughs> what lane I'm supposed to be in, and, and I don't I don't look outside that lane. So. Uh, yeah, you know, listen, we've all known that Brian's kind of a pretty boy and, and uh, you know, kind of plays, you know, with the Hollywood elites. And, and uh, you know, this is just another example. Of it. I'm just I'm just a country boy. That's all I am. And I just I just do my job. <laughs> just good old country boy Mark Johnson that, uh, <laughs> that thought about being a pro wrestler at one point. And, yeah, you just uh, you, you lived yeah. out, in, out in the L.A. area. You just, yeah, you're just a, you know, totally down-to-earth kind of guy, Mark, when it, when it comes to that. You've never rubbed uh, elbows with anybody famous, right? No, I, I I have at different times, but that's that's not where my like I said that's not my lane. That's not I'm your not, heart. Not comfortable in those situations. So uh, yeah, listen, I was I was joking with uh, with my wife today. She said something about are you going to go and do this? Are you going to do that? And I said, babe, when I get to Las Vegas, first off, I don't like Las Vegas. Secondly, um, I'm in my room. I walk across the street to the T-Mobile Arena and do the ball, and then I come back. Oh, I will say this: uh, there was a, a wonderful booster friend of mine last night that. Uh, we went out and had a great steak. So uh, that, that was that was the extent of, of my night right there. And then I came back and did game practice. We got a game coming up at, at noon Pacific time today. Hey, you got the, you got things to do. So dare I ask, uh, what's Mark Johnson's favorite cut when it comes to a steak? You know, I'm always a fillet guy. I, I just uh, I keep it very simple. And so we went to a little place called Strip Steak in the Mandalay Bay on on Tad Boyle's. Uh, he recommended it to us. Okay, a recommendation and, from Tad. Yeah, Very it, good. It was outstanding. Uh, it was a quality piece of meat. You know, uh, there's never, you know, in my world, there's never a bad steak anyway. But, uh, but yeah, we went out and had a play last night. It was uh, outstanding. And heck, I was back. We had five thirty reservations. I was back here by seven thirty and uh, doing game prep last night. Yeah, you're when the times when when I travel to, to do stuff. You, I'm about as exciting. Like you, my life's yeah. exciting. Like your life, it's you, you go to where you're yeah. calling the game. You go back to the hotel room. You do game prep. And yeah, my steak's maybe. usually a Big Mac at that point too. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, yeah. When when you're doing small market radio, yeah. Sometimes it's uh, you stop at uh, 
Burger King or you stop at yeah. uh, Mickey D's or whatever uh, on the way home from no, whatever I, you're doing. I fully understand it. My, my wife's always terribly – it, it, it's kind of funny on the road. You know, she's always asking me, well, um, where, where are you standing? I, I don't know where I'm standing. Well, how do you not know where you're standing? I said, babe, the plane lands, I get off the plane, get on the bus. When the bus stops, I get off the bus and walk into whatever building we're sitting in front of. So, yeah, my, my, my road trips are, are very – Nose to the grindstone. Keep your head down. Do exactly uh, what needs to get done, and go back home. So uh, I'm not. I'm not much of a, a traveler. A lot like our guy Brian Roth, as we're finding out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I maybe text Brian later. See if he got back okay from whatever yeah, that the event was last night. Or if you have more, maybe if you if you yeah. You have to run into him or shoot him. Two attack. most dangerous words in radio: open bar. Yeah, always, always, <laughs> always a real, real danger when it's an open bar. Well, well, um, well, the other thing is, guys, too. You know, um, you know, growing up in this business, I have over the years too. I have also seen the guys that are not necessarily uh, of the ilk we're talking about. They kind of keep their head down and just take care of the job. And and uh, well, listen, there have been plenty of careers that have been ruined on road trips. <laughs> and, and I've seen a lot of that over the years. The guys that are out testing, uh, shall we say, tasting the offerings of the local community that uh, they head on into. Uh-huh. So I've always been very, very clear of that. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah, you're there to do a job, nose to the grindstone, <laughs> simple as that, and don't, don't you know, stay in your lane. Perfect exactly. advice, Mark, perfect advice. Uh, before we talk about the Buffs one, though, uh, Jim Beheim now done at Syracuse. Of course, you were there and called the, the 2003 National Championship uh, game when, when they had Carmelo Anthony, of course, going to play for the Denver Nuggets. I guess just your your reaction to uh, to Jim Beheim no longer coaching Syracuse after, what, 47 years? Yeah, you know, it was interesting, Jim, that uh, you know, just last weekend, I, I say we, not, not because I was there, but because there was there was events and I was involved in it from afar, but they just had the national championship 20-year reunion. Mello and West Delaney and Akeem Warwick and Jerry McNamara and everybody was back in Syracuse. And they called me a while back and inquired about me being there. And I said, well, I can't. I've got I've got duties here with the Buffaloes. And so uh, I, I taped uh, some stuff for them, some different videos. And they had a great online celebration uh, back there in Syracuse last Friday night in a game on Saturday. They won their senior day game. And so, you know, I had a little contact, a little connection, uh, communication, if you will, with Jim and, and some of the folks back there. And, and that, was, that was a lot of fun. And then yesterday, uh, the guy that replaced me, the guy was my partner at the time, Matt Bark and I were, were texting back and forth. And, of course, they had their game at Wake Forest. And, and so I get done with the game yesterday. We're in a like, like last segment, I think it was. And I just glance at my phone, and I see it, of course, blowing up about the Bayhive thing. And so I, I was shocked by it. Um, I know he's been under some heat. Things have not gone overly well this season for Syracuse. But, listen, when, when you look at a guy that I think he got there in, oh, goodness, in 47 years, do the math and go backwards, what was the 1970s? He, I think I was eight years old or so when, when he started coaching there. Uh, played there with Dave Bing, who was a Hall of Fame NBA basketball player. And, you know, the history of Syracuse, you can't talk about it in any way, shape, or form about basketball without talking about Jim Beheim. And, uh, you know, I spent those two years there. Uh, one of them was the championship season. So his, his crowning achievement in his career, I had a chance to be a small part of. And the guy, you know, and, and he's a polarizing figure. If you're ever around Jim, he can, he's a really interesting guy. And I had a very good relationship with him, but he, he's an interesting guy. And things are done his way, the way he wants, exactly the way he wants. And there's no altering that whatsoever. But the one thing you cannot deny is that he won a whole lot of basketball games. And when you start talking about, you know, those Mount Rushmore and sports things that we do all the time. He is going to be in consideration for that group because of the longevity, 
the unbelievable success, the number of Final Fours he went to, obviously winning the one championship. And uh, so, yeah, it's, that's, that's one of the great ones. Stepping down in recent years, we've had Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski and, and go on down the list of some of the great coaches we've seen retire. He's, he's in that same ilk that all of them are. Mark Johnson, voice of the cover of Buffalo, is joining us from Las Vegas today. Buffs get UCLA the top seed today here on the team, pregame at 1230 for that one. And, uh, look, they had to have somebody, the Buffs did, to fill in for, for, to fill the void of K.J. Simpson. I felt so bad for yep. K.J. He, he gets mono. Of all things, yep. he gets mononucleosis and he can't play in the game. But uh, Julian Boyd the third career-high 21 points, uh, a really good game from Tristan Da Silva. Uh, Luke O'Brien with a double-double yesterday. He's really, we've talked about him, how he's come on the last few uh, few weeks for the Buffaloes. All those things, all those guys coming together to play really good games to give the Buffs uh, that win against Washington and avoid a, uh, a sweep by the Huskies this season over the Buffaloes. You know, how about this? Here's the number for you. Uh, Julian Hammond has started three games this season for the Buffaloes in place of K.J. Simpson. The Buffs are 3-0 in those games. He really has played very, very well. And so you feel good uh, for the way he's played. I mean, a career-high 21 yesterday, as you mentioned. You know, we, we made kind of a big deal about this. It kind of struck me late in the game because there were three fantastic plays that were made. You had the three-pointer that made it 69-66, if memory serves, by Luke O'Brien, which was a hell of a shot that he made with uh, Braxton Mee and the 7'2 shocker, 7'1 shot blocker came charging out at him. And kind of met him hand high. How that ball got got over the top of me, I don't know. But that thing went in. Uh, the next defensive play, you had Neek Clifford making the steal on the other end. So it's a three point ball game, and so Washington doesn't even have a chance to you know pull within one or, or, or hit a three pointer. And then you come down and Hammond hits another bucket. There's three Colorado guys right there. You've got uh, you know Luke O'Brien on the Columbine, Cherry Creek uh, produced uh, Hammond, and uh, of course uh, Neek Clifford went to the Vanguard School down in, in Colorado Springs. So it was just kind of cool. Those guys all made plays, big plays down the stretch for Colorado. But yeah, that was that was a gutty win. When, when you think about you know Tristan still hobbled. In fact, he got ankle again during that game yesterday. And and the way guys who were very much role players on this roster this season have in the last couple of weeks here begun to elevate their play uh, with all the injuries they've had, I think is, is really a testament not only to them but also to you know Tad's system and, and how he tries to develop guys. And so that was helpful. If you're a, if you're a Buff fan, you were proud yesterday to watch that team. No doubt about it. 74-68 win over Washington at uh, T-Mobile Arena in the Pac-12 Men's Basketball Tournament. Buffs voice Mark Johnson with us today on the Team Sports Network. And look, it was a close game. I think Buffs were up by 14 at one point in the first half. I think 8 at halftime, if memory serves me correct, correctly, Mark. Okay. and then, But it's really a, a close basketball game until Colorado went on that 7-0 run really, really late in the second half to, to, to pull away. But uh, that was that was a gutty win, like you referenced. It was a, a, a game you have to be really proud of the way the Buffaloes played because particularly the way they, they were able to finish that game with that 7-0 run. Yeah, you know, and, and Scott and I were talking down the stretch of that game about how in these situations it's always going to come down to, you know, one or two or three plays. you just got to make a, a play. That, that's going to get deflection, uh, hitting a bucket, uh, you know, grabbing a rebound, whatever it might be in those games. And, you know, we just went through those three Colorado kids who all made those kind of plays. And, and you really you could you could look at overall in this ball game. There are a lot of guys that contributed. I thought Lawson Lovering yesterday was outstanding. Braxton Mia is a big, big, strong human being. And and uh, he has really been a problem for Colorado in the previous games for Washington. He's 
like I said, 7'1", about 230, 240 pounds, big shot-blocking guy, and he really has put some big numbers up against Colorado. And I thought yesterday, Lawson Lovering uh, went in there and outplayed him. I mean, from a staff well, remember, serves. I'm not looking at, but I think Mia had four and five, I think, or four and six, four point six rebounds, and, and, and Lawson had about nine points, I think, five rebounds and a couple of block shots. And and uh, no, they, there were a lot of guys you could look to. Jalen Davidal, I thought, came off the bench and gave Colorado some great defensive minutes on Keon Brook, who's their Kentucky transfer, kind of their big score, averaged about eighteen a game. I thought he was very good. Ethan Wright made some great plays, and so really, when you go down. The, the Roger, virtually every single guy that played yesterday, gave them something if you really kind of analyze things. And so, you know, that, that's that's what you're looking for this time of year. Everyone's got to play well, especially when you've got uh, an injury bug hit like the Buffaloes have, you know, with Hadley being out and Ruffin being out and KJ being out. You've got to have everyone contribute this time of year when you get in the postseason. I thought, uh, I thought Colorado's roster did that. And you're going to have to have those contributions up and down the bench again today against the top seed UCLA. Uh, of course, about, you know, a little over a week ago uh, that the Buffaloes uh, hosted UCLA, the top seed in this tournament. Came so close to coming up with a big, big upset, but uh, couldn't uh, seal the deal at uh, Boulder, the 60-56 to loss. Tiger Campbell, just I've always been impressed with the way he plays with such uh, uh, control and discipline at the point guard position. He had 14 in that game last time. But a, a tough matchup today for the Buffaloes. Uh, you mentioned shorthanded once again, but if they can get those kind of contributions like they did yesterday, they've got more than a, a you know a puncher's chance today against UCLA. Yeah, without question. I mean, you look at the two games Colorado played against the Bruins this season, and they played them. They played them as well as anybody in the Pac-12 did. Now they didn't win either, they didn't win either one of those balls, but they played at UCLA very thing. Think about UCLA. That's that's the McCart. And, and by the way, they come in shorthanded. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But they, what, what sets them apart, Jim, is a toughness. All right, when you play UCLA, they generally don't blow people out. I mean, that happens on occasion. They're a very good basketball team. They don't blow you out. What they do, they wear you out. And, and they, they're physically tough. They get up in you. They're they're chopping at the ball all the time. Remember that game here, just the ten days, twelve games, days ago in Boulder. Uh, there were more plays early. Well, the Buffs would, you know, get the ball or, or turn the shoot, and guys were just, you know, kind of coming up with a tomahawk chopping roll on top of the ball and just knocking it out. And so they wear you out physically, and then they wear you out mentally because, you know, we go back to what we just talked about, the way you got to make plays. they got guys that make plays. I mean, Hawkins, player of the year in the Pac-12, always makes plays. Tiger Campbell always makes plays. Hits a shot, grabs a rebound, gets a stop, whatever it might be. That's what they do. They wear you out. They just grind you to death out there. And, and that's what makes them so tough. And so Colorado's going to have to match that intensity uh, today when they play. But they, they don't have Jalen Clark, and that's a big, big loss. And for your listeners, I might not follow that closely. He was the defensive player of the year in the Pac-12. He's a very disruptive guy, always jumping, passing lanes. He's got great length. He's poking basketballs away. Uh, great on-ball defender, great help side defender. And then on top of it, he averaged about 13, 14 points a game. So they've lost a key component uh, in their team as well. So uh, I'm really kind of fascinated by this game today. I think, I think Colorado's playing tough basketball right now, which is what you have to play in the month of March. Catch the call today with Mark Johnson and Scott Wilkie from T-Mobile Arena. Pre-game at 12.30, 1 o'clock tip-off, Pac-12 tournament. The top seed, UCLA, taking on the Colorado Buffaloes. And we'll have it right here on the Team Sports Network. Mark, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for coming on bright and early uh, with us from Las Vegas. And, and uh, go Buffs today. All right, man. I appreciate it. We're looking forward to it. Right, take care, Mark. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Mark Johnson, Voice of the Buffaloes, joining us on the program this morning from Las Vegas. All right, 741. Jim along with the, the Buffaloes.